Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Welcome to another edition or this week's Not Your Mama's News by Union of the Unknowns. We have an all-girl power cast this <laughs> evening, even though we don't really, or at least myself, I can't speak for everyone. Don't give a shit about women's lib, just as long as you leave me alone. <laughs> uh, but I have uh, amazing um, Aussie Stella. Hey, hey Stella. Hey, I'm sporting my new beard tonight. You're sort of love beard. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Beer or beard? Beard. Oh, so, no, I'm speaking American. Beard. <laughs> oh. See, can you see? See me? on her, the cutout thing, Jackie? Yeah, it has oh. the beard. Oh, I can't. Yeah. See, I don't have it viewed like that for the recording oh, okay. purposes. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Hold, show non. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Now I'm showing it. All right. Cool. All right. And then also, and that looks very great on you. Um, <laughs> or on your working character. on it for weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I noticed that a while ago. <laughs> um, and then we have Ashley Think Change Repeat. What's up, Ashley? Hello. How's it going? And then we hey. have myself, Jacqueline, ATL Connector. And um, so we have some fantastic stories for you tonight and um praise god we have some non-us stories because at this point who really gives a shit the world's telling us they don't give a shit about the united states anymore and a lot of us don't either so anyways (laughs) um we're gonna go ahead and get started with ashley this evening and with this whatever you know with her story let's go ashley what's up okay here we go so Here's a question. Does Austin, Texas have a serial killer? Probably. I, don't I know. could imagine every major city would. Yeah, I'm sure they must. I don't know. But I will tell you that there, according to the Daily Mail, are fears of a rainy street ripper serial killer in Austin after an eighth body in less than a year is pulled from Lady Bird Lake in the city. Wow. Wow. Eight. Eight. Now, I wonder, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I wonder if Lady Bird Lake is the main canal that goes down by like where downtown Austin is. But, yes, okay. it okay. is. So according to this article and some other stuff that I have seen, it's about a 35 minute walk, but there's actually kind of like a running trail near there. So it's accessible to this uh, rainy street where people will go hang out. So it's considered like an entertainment district. So bars, restaurants, bands, that kind of stuff where people will go hang out and party. Um, But it's considered to be close to Ladybird Lake. And it's interesting that you bring that up because that's actually one of the points that the police officers make in why these bodies are being found because the families are suspicious, but the police officers are saying there's no sign of foul play here. There's no trauma that they have been able to uh, detect in these bodies. So they're blaming it on two things, an alcohol consumption, because that has been a factor in the bodies. And then the other thing is access to that waterway. Now, I... Mm -hmm. 
um, I think that that doesn't really make very much sense because there's tons of cities where you have access to water. So the city in, uh, of Chattanooga, Tennessee, for example, is not as big as Austin, obviously, but literally you, it's the three bridge city. So there's water that separate like two parts of the city. And if people are out and about drinking and stuff like that, we didn't just have, when I lived there, people just show up dead just because you are close to water. It, it really doesn't, that excuse doesn't make very much sense to me. So the other thing about this that's interesting is that it seems like this is happening at least recently on a monthly basis. So, and, and the other thing is that the people have a common denominator. All right. So we have, and these names are kind of weird too. John Christopher Hayes Clark was 30 years old. That was the most recent victim or the most recent person who had an accident. Um, and he was found this past Saturday. So we're recording April the 18th. Then before that, this one, I thought Stella would find this one interesting. This is Jonathan Honey, and he was 33 years old. And that was earlier this month. Then, Sweet. right, back in March, we had a fellow named Cliff Axtell, who was, I think, did I say 40? I'm, I apologize. I can't read my writing there. And then in February, there was Jason John, who was 30. So you have another um, two first names. I don't know. It's a little bit weird. Yeah, I know. And, yeah, I got a whole list of that stuff. Yep. <laughs> of, and then you know, there analogies. was over five other people who were unidentified in the last year. So families are suspicious. And then, of course, I think that the fact that the police are like, oh, no, this is just they're just drinking, you know, just the usual drunk and drowning story happens all the time. And so they are suspicious of that. And then people in Austin, Texas are suspicious, too. And they're concerned now because this is eight people or nine people in like a year's time span that have gone missing. And they all have a similar um similar factors you know they're like decent looking they're male they're in their 30s not at that um, point right um, before that though and then a facebook a private facebook group called ladybird lake serial killer has now more than fifty thousand followers and this page was created back in february after the the victim who was found in February. I think that was Jason John. So anyway, uh, that group has been growing and that does include people who are in the community, but it also includes some of the family members. So I think that there's a, a vibe of like crowdsourcing this information of people sharing and trying to figure out what they can. And then there is also several people on TikTok who have made videos about this. So it's easy enough if you look up Ladybird Lake serial killer or Rainy Street Ripper. You can see some interesting TikToks that are pretty quick, but they have some good information. The information that I was able to see there lines up with what I found in the Daily Mail. Then there's one other interesting point. Some are saying that this resembles the smiley face killer, which began in 1997, but that was in New York. 
And this is also young men who are athletic fit, but they kind of have a, a, a brand as it were. So I just thought that that was interesting because I feel like in the news lately, we have not really had a good quote serial killer story for people to sort of be enthralled with. So I almost feel like it's something like that. And I also do have the question of what we always ask here. Why is this in the news? Now, if it's authentic, then I understand why, especially people in that area would be um, concerned and why they would be looking into this. But I always just wonder What's going on here? <laughs> uh, I have a couple I've, of questions. <clears throat> yes. Do you want to go, Jackie? I was just going to say that I think it's interesting that it's Lady Bird Lake. It's all men that's being uh, murdered, per se, mm. allegedly. And that, to me, my first thought is it's a woman serial killer. Interesting. So, Okay, go ahead, Stella. <laughs> it could be like this like a Japanese black and white film where there's this giant ladybird. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> um, <laughs> So, okay, a couple of questions here. So is this lake, I don't know if it really has much bearing, but is the lake salt water or fresh, do you know? Um, I believe it's fresh water, yes. Oh, okay, all right. Um, the other thing is some of these uh, people that are turning up, <laughs> showing up dead, it's not a good look, um, are they, has there been investigations or missing persons reports about any of these, do you know? Or have they just been like, surprise, here's another dead body? Like, was there uh, a lead that, That's a good question. From what I read, I didn't see that these people were missing for a very long amount of time. Like, it seemed like they went missing, but relatively shortly they showed up almost oh, okay. like it was after a night of drinking but that's worth checking on because i'm i'm actually not sure um it doesn't sound like these people were missing for a very long time but that doesn't mean that they weren't yeah because it could have a bearing um i just it's surprising that if people are partying i, I mean that's quite viable you you party you drink a bit much you sort of stumble and fall into a lake and nobody notices you're missing for a while oh, so and so must have gone home might be a day or two before someone gives you a call, you know, they're not family people or whatever. So that's kind of viable. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to know if there are investigations. Yes, it would be. Now, I wouldn't be as suspicious if it wasn't eight people in a year. You know what I mean? I just think that is a lot of a people. Lot. People have lived around lakes and bodies of water and have been really, you yeah. know, had a ton of access to alcohol and they don't just drown all the time. I don't know. Yeah, not it at that seems, rate. Yeah. It, it would, would be, be kind of like if it was one or two. Mm. It would be kind of like at Lake Lanier in Atlanta, Georgia, where they are partying like every month. They do call it kind of like Death Lake or whatever it's called. You would probably know better. Um, <laughs> damn him for not being on today. Uh, or isn't can't. <laughs> but um uh, but it's not like there's like one person dying every single month where people right. are literally partying on boats. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Kiel actually did share a, an article about Lake Lanier. This has been a while back now and, uh, about it potentially being haunted because of the, the weird things that have happened on Lake Lanier. But um, anyway, in this particular case, I 
I wouldn't say that I think there's a serial killer, but I do think that something fishy is going on. And I think it's weird. <laughs> something fishy. Um, yeah. I, oh, that's I didn't funny. even. Okay. So y'all, <laughs> if y'all said that you would have meant it, you would have planned it and you would have been like, Oh, <laughs> look how witty, but I can never think of that stuff. I had to <laughs> I think Stella would have probably been more the person to do that because her and Keel go back and forth with their puns all the time. I know they're very good at that stuff. I think Terry's pretty good. I think Justin's pretty good. I am pretty bad about that. So anyway, something's fishy and I'd say it stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it's probably a lady serial killer. Yeah. Now, did they... That's an interesting angle. Did they say how these people died? Like, was it drowning or did they text them for, did they test them for toxicology? Like not just alcohol, but drugs, I wonder. Cause my thought process, what if this woman serial killer is like roofing these guys? Like she like has this terrible past with men. She's a hot, attractive, young 30 something year old woman that is like totally like screwed up in the head and is now trying to get back at these guys. And she goes on these random dates with them off of social media apps and then turns around. And as they're like, she slips them a roofie, they're starting to get sleepy and stuff like that. She just takes and shoves them into the lake. (laughs) So it's like a good story. <laughs> it, it does. So I should do a, a rape like test on them. Is that they have tested oh, yeah. them and that they have found the presence of alcohol, but they didn't mention finding the presence of like rohypnol or you know, whatever um medication would be the mixture for a roofie. So that's the other thing. And it doesn't seem like there has been trauma to the bodies either which is another weird yeah. thing it doesn't seem like it's a super obvious cause of death no um, foul play he said yeah right that n- not that they suspect but um well it sounds like a dumping ground i mean how big is this lake is it like a massively huge lake or you know that part i'm not sure about so it looks well, like it's big, in it's texas, isn't big it? enough though yeah it's like kind of going right through the center of texas so my guess is that it is um it's very good in size so uh, do you know if the bodies were found in a concentrated area or sort of spattered around willy-nilly it's Seems like it has been a similar area. It's not like the exact same spot, but it seems yeah. like, and I think that at least has in part has led to what make them think that it's access from the, uh, the rainy street district. Yeah, actually that's another point I was going to make. Um, when you said access to the waterways, it just made me think there is, there's a lot of uh, these sort of stories that are coming up that are kind of have flavors of green zones. I'm sort of seeing this little underlying ripple, or this undercurrent mm-hmm. of setting us up for green zones just in our heads, you know, suggesting that, oh, oh, we have to block that bit off because it's for our safety and we've got to block that bit off for the animals. And we've got to... Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I just feel this current is starting to flow. I, I mean, I for sure would not, um, I would it's not just another facet. 
Yeah, it's not yeah. not like it would it would be a, a motivation for this to happen. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying that the the powers that be or whoever the media, whoever it is driving the bus, um, just tend to latch onto these things and and attach their their narratives. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that any time something like this is going on, you never know. Like we said, why are we seeing it? Is there more going on to the story? Now, this is a, an interesting uh, blip. So it says Rainy Street is a vibrant area in Austin known for its nightlife and offerings of bars, food trucks, and restaurants. Ladybird Lake is about 1.8 miles or 35-minute walk away from the street. There's no cameras around the lake. So that's the other thing that's weird. Like mm. in Chattanooga, if you are going from one part of the city to the next, you literally could walk over a whole bridge, an entire bridge. So you are right there, that close to the water. And here you have to walk 35 minutes. It's weird. You know, what else I in, hear there is possible security and cameras and things to be going up around the area. That might be an excuse for it. Yes. Now that wouldn't surprise me. And I think that is some other, I think that that would tie in really well with some of the other craziness that's happening, like in Chicago right now, um, you know, trying to have more of a totalitarian nanny type state. I think Austin is definitely marked um, for, you know, mm -hmm. the smart city rollout. I would not be surprised yeah. about that. So I, and I do think that anytime we see cities like Austin or San Francisco, New York city, Chicago, we definitely need to wonder like what's going on there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lots of setting up yeah. that, that needs to be done. So they need to start. Well, they <laughs> need to start. They need to continue. Laying the ground. Oh, I don't think Ladyburg Lake is the lake I'm thinking about that goes right downtown. It definitely goes downtown, but I'm looking at pictures of it, but it's not. I think that's more of a canal that's like right down by like a strip where there's a bunch of restaurants and clubs and stuff. But I could be wrong, but all the images don't show that when I was just looking it up. I hope Online. it doesn't feed their drinking water town water or anything like that oh my gosh <laughs> yeah i mean it's very it's very very close but it just it looks like it just isn't it's not just right there on that particular street so i don't know if we have anybody who is um very familiar with austin maybe we could get joe rogan or something like that monica <laughs> Monica lived in Austin. Monica Perez, shout out Monica, our pod mother from uh, Deep Dives with Monica Perez. Um, yeah, she's uh, lived in Texas, I believe. She might be a good person to yeah. approach. Yep. Somebody like that or may. She be might able even to talk about it on one of her shows. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, okay. Any questions? Ready to I move on? I don't think so. I don't Lots think so. Lots of questions, so, but so. no answers. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out for this one. All right. Okay, fantastic. All right. So the next person to come up would be uh, myself, uh, Jacqueline ATL Connector. And um, I do have an amazing story, which is um, about Fox and Dominion voting. I did actually just want to kind of mention something, uh, but I did read earlier, um, which they came out with the cause of death for um nick carter's brother that passed Aaron. away 
Aaron Carter, thank you, that passed away recently. And it was um, drugs and some type of like inhaler that he was doing in a bathtub. So because I love a great conspiracy, I looked up something about um, uh, Illuminati, like bathtub sack, like conspiracies or whatever around bathtubs, because like Whitney Houston, her daughter, Aaron Carter, and I'm sure many others was like people from I think it was the Grateful Dead or whatever died in a bathtub. And uh, Elvis also died in a bathroom. Um, who? Oh, Isaac Elvis. Weishaupt. Yeah, Isaac Weishaupt talks about this quite a lot, these kind of rituals. Yes. So interesting yes, that you bring this up today, it, yeah. guys, because I actually tagged Isaac Weishaupt in an article today because there was a singer who I believe she was from Colombia, but she was found dead in a music execs Miami hotel room in the bathtub. I was just having an exchange oh. with somebody about this. We talked about wow. her because let me see if I can get this gal's name really fast, but the bathtub sacrifice because Kim Kardashian was like in a bathtub when she was robbed. Then you had Aaron Carter, like Jackie just said, you had Bobby Christina, Whitney Houston's daughter, you had Whitney Houston, then you're saying Elvis, and who knows who else? Um, Elvis wasn't actually in the bathtub, I just want to make that clear, but he was in a bathroom. Yeah. And also, um, who was that comedian just recently? He died in the bathroom, hit his head, what was his name again? Uh, The American comedian. Bob Saget. Yep. Camilla Sterling, 24, was discovered face up in the tub just today. Wow. Wow. Sorry, Jackie. What did she do? That's okay. Uh, She was a singer. Oh, wow. 24. Wow. So they're all in the music industry. Yeah. 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 I guess except for Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, entertainment industry, let's put it that way. There's very little difference between music and anyway keep going Jackie. so it says what is the significance of the bathtub symbolism as far as the illuminati is concerned but according to some sources celebrities and bathtubs symbolize the person's willingness to sell their soul to the industry or that powers that be which to me doesn't really make sense because like why would you sell your soul and then you're dead and you have nothing else to do with it unless you're just like leaving a legacy but anyways i would love to just hear some people just send us some information um about that and i'd love to hear other people's thoughts and if they have any articles or anything that they know that would that they could give us some information on that so that's all yeah I'd love okay to, um <clears throat> yeah i just want to give you like gin a shout out because i have no doubt gin the ninja in our discord group um probably knows would have quite a bit to say about that so um gin please please uh contribute into the discord group yeah we could do um, rituals there we should do a show, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we could totally do a Union of the Unknowns uh, show about that. Oh, okay. Hollywood ritual thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Fox and Dominion voting systems resolve defamation lawsuit. Voting machine company Dominion Voting Systems and Fox have reached a settlement in their high-profile case, whatever. Dominion's CEO said the case has settled for... Uh, $1.17 billion and that Fox had admitted yeah. telling lies about his company. 
they'll be like, how can we generate a billion dollars worth of revenue this year? Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and sue a media company for, you know, saying that they said stuff that uh, that hurt our business, that made that hurt our feelings. So the resolution was announced at the 11th hour. They had a 12 person jury selected. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. You in a statement, Fox. Yeah. And in a statement, Fox admitted making false claims at the voting machine company. He said, we acknowledge the court rulings, finding certain claims, uh, certain claims. They don't say what it is, but certain claims. It could have been like, oh, the period was in the wrong place. Okay. Certain claims about Dominion to be false. The statement said, so I'll say that one more time. We acknowledge the court's rulings, finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. The settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the high profile. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. And so that is, uh, they, they were seeking more than $2 billion in damages from Fox and they got 1.17 billion. I mean, that's just crazy. I'd love to know what Garland Favorito would have to say about all this because, uh, he was uh, doing some of the investigations, what the, the forensic investigations in the voting debacle in Georgia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we were following him along the way. There was certainly more, yeah. as you say, as you say, Jackie, it's probably something like a, yeah, like something stupid, like a comma in the wrong place or, or something misconstrued, but whatever it may be, uh, we're, we're not going to know because it's never going to go to trial. No. And, uh, because imagine if they would have gone to trial like all this information would have had to come out in discovery which would have been revealed a lot of times they just want to protect that stuff they said the decision to settle was followed by a ruling uh the judge that fox could not invoke free speech protections under the constitution in its defense it's like I don't understand where like these judges can all of a sudden just tell you like even in the Alex Jones case, what you know, cause he's in like the news media and, allegedly and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, about how like you just can't invoke free speech. Like when, at, at what point, you know, okay. So someone's feelings got hurt, but I don't know. No, what they're saying there is um, that uh, Fox can't use free speech as their defense. So in other words, um, it can't be a defense against the defamation damage. So it's yeah. like, it's not, it's not a free speech thing. It's actually defamation. So it's like a, yeah, I guess I, that's what it sounds like that they're saying to me. Yeah. Yeah. Now they did say that the 90 something year old, one of the uh, owners on the, and he's a board member on Fox uh, did admit that they felt like, you know, uh, they were not true, but they just allotted to go forward anyways for, you know, uh, mm. for ratings and stuff like that, you know, but I Gee, mean, what a shocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess they're not the first one to be sued, but I haven't heard of anyone else being sued for like over a billion dollars. I mean, like, and here's the thing is that Dominion. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dominion sells their product to the government. The government's not going to make a decision to use or not use their products based off of um, uh, consumers. That's 
based off the government. Like they're the ones that make that decision. And most people probably didn't even know what machine, like when I've gone in to vote, I don't look and see who the maker of that machine is. I have no idea. Well, the other thing that I thought about this was it's concerning because it sounds like Fox is in on it to me. Like we know that there's a lot of very <laughs> legitimate issues with the voting that happened in Georgia. Like there's a lot of issues and it yeah. has been one nonsensical smackdown after another of like you're talking about with Garland and the fact that like there's some really good points so why would Fox concede and why would they be like, oh, yeah, we knew it wasn't true. What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure I Fox is owned by Rupert Murdoch. Um, and I believe there was some sort of uh, something said about, you know, good old Tucker Carlson and Rupert Murdoch won't have to go through this grueling, horrible process now. You know, thank God. Um, but <laughs> we all know what it's about. Like, yeah, you know, with, with Garland Favorito, what he was going through, I mean, we saw how long they kicked the can and it was just getting more and more pathetic. All the ridiculous excuses that were, yeah. If there's nothing yeah. to hide, put it on the table. Just like right. they expect from us. Exactly. But I definitely think there's a lot to hide here. And I think there's a lot of troubling implications that are coming out of this. The fact that Dominion didn't just straight up lose and that Fox agreed to settle with them. I I don't know. I just think it's bad news for all anything that they're concerned in election wise going forward, which that's not news, but um, I I'd don't be know. very interested to know whether, um, you know, when a, when something, you know, there's an event about to take place in business and what have you, and you've, you've got to get people sort of, um, I haven't got the right wording here. I haven't got a very good business head, but you got people sort of, you know, going for the jobs and then they choose who you're going to go, they're going to go with, you know, the business will choose, uh, I'd like to know, you know, apart from Dominion, was there other software companies that also pitched for that job? <laughs> you know, the gov the huge government voting job. Um, was Dominion the only each, one? Who placed it there? I think, Who chose it? I don't think so. I think each state had the right to pick which software company they wanted to use for each state. And, okay. I mean, there was talk that within Georgia – that they used Dominion because the governor, the Republican governor, like had an inside um, connection with someone there at the company. And that's why they utilized them. Um, okay. And so I'd, I'd she could like have gotten kickbacks or voting. Who knows? Possibly so. I'd also like to know, like look at a graph or some sort of comparison of where Dominion was used, what states used Dominion, as opposed to what color they were prior to election like whether mm -hmm. they were red or blue um that's a good question i i think i've heard some of this stuff covered from the proper port angle with garland but i don't recall Probably. right off the top of my head yeah it's um, too long ago. it but i wouldn't be surprised if we found it in the states where we had election issues which is specifically georgia arizona arizona was also um quite a debacle in the recent governor's race too and not much headway has been made there either from carrie lake who was um trying to run and thought that she i think would have been in the lead there it seemed like she would have won and she didn't but it doesn't seem like any headway has been made in that regard there either 
I would think that they know how to bury it forever or at least for several years until the presidency's over with. And then people are like, forget it. What does it matter anymore? Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Because I can just keep it dragged out. Now, I am going to say this: that Murdoch himself is the chairman. It went back in the article, and he's also ninety-two. Okay, yeah. ninety-two years old. Dealing with a ninety-two-year-old, yeah, he probably has a lot of his faculties. But I mean, how many people are as sharp, whatever, unless they've lived a completely healthy lifestyle? Uh, and did not drink alcohol at all or smoke or do any drugs. Mm-hmm. And I was like completely, you know, whatever at 92 years old. So I, I don't know. Anyways, I feel like sometimes if when you're dealing with, maybe that's just because of my parents, but uh, when you're dealing, if you're dealing with a 92 year old, you're still kind of dealing with a child in a way. You're right. Like yeah, how with yeah. it are you at that age? Yeah. I don't think I he'd mean, have a lot to do with it anyway. He's got his young son. I mean, he's got you know, Lachlan Murdoch, who I think is sort of taking stepping into his father's shoes it's also interesting the older these bloody modules get the younger their wives get (laughs) yeah yeah oh god that's so gross (laughs) (laughs) totally i just oh my god how many i mean there's women out there obviously that are like let me go for that old d i'll you know what i mean sit on top of it once a month or something like that to get my millions no thank you i just can't do that yeah yeah i just i'm like oh my god that's disgusting yeah um okay so they said (laughs) um just at the end of this he just said that under questioning um from a dominion lawyer mr murdoch testified that he thought everything about the election was on the up and up and doubted the rigging claims from every beginning I'm sorry, from the very beginning, according to the Dominion's filings, according to the Dominion's filings, according to their filings, okay? Asked if he could have, they asked if he could have intervened to stop Mr. Giuliani from continuing to spread falsehoods on air. Mr. Murdoch responded, I could have, but I didn't. (laughs) Like, look, he's like, look, I'm 92. I kind of did some shit, but I'm old. I'm tired. I chose not to let's make some money and spend some shit. Look at CNN. They could not get off Trump's D the whole time he was in office. And now that he's no longer in office, they're not making any money and laying a lot of people off. It's newsworthy stuff. You know what I mean? They said tons of false claims about him and a lot of true shit. I don't know what's what. Mm. So, cause I don't know the man, but it's crazy. So anyways, all right. That's it. Stella, yeah, what you got for perfect us? Perfect stormy. Um, okay. Well, I've got, oh, man, it's sort of like a really boring news time at the moment and the things that are interesting I really don't want to give my energy to. We've got this mad woman in Parliament called uh, Lydia Thorpe who's <laughs> creating problems. Um, somehow she's in Parliament. We've got this thing going on. It's an Indigenous thing. Well, it's actually not. It's a government thing. She's in there trying to talk about this thing called The Voice, um, which is basically trying to get more Indigenous into Parliament, have more say about things. But uh, she was just recently thrown out, banned from a strip club <laughs> for um, just going off it. By the way, she's a 50% Indigenous. She's not mm. full blood. These, these ones are always the troublemakers. <laughs> and I reckon she's placed. She's got to be. It's very divisive. Anyway, she got chucked out of her 
uh, strip club for basically, I think it looked like a drunk night out with her, with her friends, her 50th actually. Friends sort of could basically hardly walk. She's in there just saying, uh, you stole our land to all these men. Anyway, that's Are not even a story serious? I wanted to bring. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just clown world. It's, that's the parliament <sighs> that we have here at the moment. Somehow she's in there making decisions. She's always in there holding up her hand, you know, clenching her fist and blood pound. It's just like most of the Indigenous here don't want to know. They just want to separate from her as well. So that's interesting. Right. And they probably just want to be left alone. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they've, you know, they've, uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a difficult one to talk about. Um, They've got, they get pretty well looked after, put it that way. They, Mm they've been reasonably well looked after. I mean, yeah, it's terrible what happened, blah, blah, but a couple of centuries down now. um, Yeah. So anyway, we're doing what we can. Uh, a lot of them want to be left alone, as you say. But anyway, that's not even the story I wanted to bring. I started rambling about that one. Sorry. Uh, mm. <laughs> what I wanted to bring was more of a white pill, actually. Well, I suppose it's sort of a beige pill, really. But <laughs> Aquasave Nature Glenelg Trust have been granted a permit to release some Murray crayfish back into the South Australian Murray River within the next couple of weeks. And they hope to start a breeding program. Okay. Um, they've been seen, they, these uh, particular crayfish have not been seen in South Australia since the 1980s. They are at different places around Australia. Uh, but, yeah, not been seen for, what's that now, 40-plus years. Mm-hmm. Oh, odd. Um, so their whole distribution around Australia and their abundance has sort of been in decline for a number of decades. Um, some of these crays that they're releasing were actually uh, – saved from the blackwater events the, the recent the floodwater events that we new south oh. wales were coping with sort of in the last 12 months or so and victoria let's not leave victoria and queensland by the way mm-hmm. it was very extensive um so yeah some of these little guys got saved from all that and have been um, being sort of kept safe in south australia and now it's the time has come to try to uh repopulate an area as well as you know them, them going free which is really good um, their decline was caused by overfishing and pollution and salinity problems. Um, South Australia water is actually renowned for being good quality. So I guess I haven't looked into it, but I guess they must have been doing quite a bit of work to, to get that back up to scratch. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very high high um, wine, grape growing wine area as well. So I guess mm-hmm. that's probably got something to do with it. Um, these little guys too, the, the crayfish, um, they don't travel much more than three to 400 metres from their homes. So they're very concentrated, don't get around much. Mm-hmm. Um, lifespan of up to 30 years, but they don't wow. start breeding until they reach the age of eight years old. So wow, that's a very slow uh, regeneration process there. Um, the other thing that's against them is that when they're young, they can also be prone to cannibalism. So mm. um Sort of up against them, but uh, I just I just thought it was a, it was a nice, good news worthy putting energy into type story that um, looks like they're going to be on the up, and uh, South Australia are going to get one of their native uh, dudes back in their waterways. Yeah, I do think that's good. <laughs> so, are they saltwater or freshwater? Uh, I would say they're probably freshwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would reckon going by the the large crayfish that are down in Tasmania as well. I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, I would say well, Murray River, yeah, that's that's freshwater. So. Okay, 
Yeah, I do like stories uh, like that. And I have a a quick anecdote. Um, When I lived in upstate New York, there was a lake up there, Onondaga Lake, that they had. It was off of a nuclear power plant, was like on part of the the lake. So it would actually keep part of it warm and melted. And so they actually started a project up there with eagles and they, you know, would put eagles on that lake and a couple of other lakes too up there. And they ended up thriving and you could just be driving down the road and there was just bald eagles hanging out in the trees, or you could go and easily do like bald eagle sightings there, which was really neat. And, uh, that is a white pill, you know, it's, it's very cool to have stuff like that happen and have a, a thriving environment for animals that are native to that area. Now, I don't know how native these bald eagles are to upstate New York, but in your case, that's very cool. Yeah. Have they, have they, um, set it up as like no catch and release? Uh, Like, are they allowed to catch and keep or is it catch and release right now? Do you know? With the craze? Yeah. Well, I would say this is another thing that I've sort of, in the background, that's why it's a beige pill, not a white pill, because in the background, I'm thinking, you know, this possibly could have a little bit of a green zone undercurrent as well. But either way, um, I would say that there would be a no catch at this situation in this area because until numbers at least build up, because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, they just wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how old these little guys are that they're, they're, they're releasing. Um, I would assume that they'd be overbreeding age. Otherwise, it would be pointless right. to release them, really. Yeah. Um, but they haven't got their breeding program today. So I would say probably a no-catch situation at this point, um, but there, there may be other areas. This is the the Murray River runs from south through South Australia and Victoria, so this is a South Australian area. So I'm not sure if there's other crayfish species that are more plentiful that might be available for catching. But, uh, I think but that's you wouldn't of... be able to tell if you were catching it or not if it's in the ocean or water or whatever. So you'd have to probably release it because you couldn't say, unless you were not allowed to fish in certain areas that they're prominent in. It's pretty, pretty strict. It's pretty strict. You have to have, um, you know, what are they called? Like certificate, what are they called? Licenses um, for, you know, fishing and do it pretty much doing Mm. anything, (laughs) collecting anything by the water. Um, Very, very heavy too. If you get caught. Which, you know, is a good thing for, for oh. things. If things are thrive, they're trying hard to survive. And you know, I think that's a good thing in one sense. But uh, it would be nice if it was just common sense that ruled the, the day. So uh, it says, cray- I looked it up, what crayfish were. So cause I wanted to kind of see what it was. Like a so lobster. It looks like a lobster, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so uh, crayfish are freshwater crustaceans. Belonging to the clade Astacidia, which also contains lobsters. In some locations, they are also known as bay bugs, crabfish, crawfish. But crawfish, they're like small little, oof, I, oof, they look like uh, ocean cockroaches to me. Crawdaddies, crawdads, which they call that probably in Louisiana. Fresh uh, water lobsters. Mountain lobsters, mud bugs, rock lobsters, signal crawfish, or yabbies. Yabbies, I was thinking, maybe that's what they call that in Australia. Is that what they call it over there? <laughs> yabbies are smaller than a crayfish or a um, lobster. Mm. 
Okay. I'm pretty sure they've got two. I used to catch them as a kid. It was just something mm-hmm. you did, you know. Yeah. With, um, dams and stuff, real easy. And boil them up, mm. yum. They were good. Uh, I'm pretty, <laughs> oh, from memory, I'm pretty sure they had two claws the same size, whereas the, a lot of the crays just have like, oh, the lobsters have generally one claw. I really should know this stuff. <laughs> I don't. Um, so there's, yeah, there's quite a bit of difference between them, but they're all kind of generally okay. similar. We also get Balmain bugs, which are things that are up in um, Queensland in a place called Balmain Bay, I think it is, funnily enough. Um, they're sort of a cross between a, a sort of like a, like you say, like a cockroachy thing kind of cross with a crab. They had a, they went on a date and had a nice meal and got together. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a movie. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Cream. Yeah. Ooh, why not? Yeah, that's good. That is, it's good to have a little, um, a little bit of good news. But that's great. Yeah, that that they're allowed to be able to start to thrive again and live. You know. Yep, one for the animals. That's it. One for the native, the native animals. Love to hear it. (laughs) Yeah, it's always good to spend time in nature. All right. Well, that was our clown news for the day. Thank you guys for coming out. Um, Ashley, how can people get some more information? What are some ways that they can help support us? And uh, yeah. Wow. I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> so, um, everybody can find us on our link tree page, which is union of the unknowns.com. And there you'll be able to find ways to reach out to us through email, our voicemail, Twitter, our Rockfin page, um, rumble, YouTube. We have some YouTube shorts, things like that. But, um, if you want to really support us checking out our Rockfin page would probably be the best way to do that. Um, we do also have bonus content there. And then Kiel has also set up a, an RSS feed for us for bonus content from Spotify. So if anybody has any questions at all, feel free to reach out to us about that. And otherwise we really appreciate the people that do, uh, listen to the show and, or watch the show and, uh, provide us with feedback and things like that. We really appreciate it. Awesome. And please provide five-star reviews, nothing less. And if we get some five-star <laughs> reviews, we may, uh, <laughs> if we get some five-star reviews, we'll read it on air. And, uh, cause we appreciate those. So thank you and share and subscribe. Thank you everybody for your time. We know it's valuable and we appreciate it. Indeed. Thank you. Yep. Sure do. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.